You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 128, Steve's review of the EPA indoor house tour. Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Steve, today we are talking about the EPA indoor house door. Why don't you explain what that is? So the EPA has, and we will post this um, in the comment section of the podcast, but the EPA does have an indoor air quality house tour. Um, it's just something for people that they can go through it and know what to be looking for in different areas throughout the home, if that makes sense to explain that. And so is it a, is it a picture that they can click on? Is it an actual video? What is it? Well, there's a few things there's, um, and I have it right here. Like there's a, a, there's a text version of it. Mm -hmm. And then if you do go to it, you know, there's a picture of a house and you can hover, I think, if I remember right, like you can hover over the bathroom and then it'll take you there. It's, you can do the interactive part of it or the text part of it. Okay. So it gives and what you I have those. printed here is the text version of it. But, okay. But yeah, it's a, it's a picture and it's, obviously it's designed to um, alert people as to what they should be concerned with throughout the home. So how is what they're going to see when they go to the EPA website and they go through that house tour, how is that different than what you talked about? On the fall checklist episode. This is more from an indoor air quality concern, not just mold. Okay. Um, the fall checklist wasn't just for mold. You know, we do a lot of episodes that pertain to just maintaining your home. Mm -hmm. This isn't a maintenance thing. These are just, these are things that, that, that our listeners can go to and look at and they say, well, is this a mold issue? Is it VOCs? Is it pet dander? Is it dust mites? It goes through everything. Whereas... 
our listeners can go to the EPA and pull up a brief guide to mold, which only covers mold. This is an indoor, indoor, or not indoor, it's a air quality um, tour of a home. Okay, and would you suggest that people, as they're listening to this episode, that they actually pull up the EPA website for this indoor house tour, or would you suggest that they listen to this episode first and then go to the EPA website? Oh, they website? can do either or. Okay. If they're, if they're pulling it up right now, they're probably going to go, well, the EPA said this and Steve didn't. Um <laughs> But th- this is my interpretation. This is my opinion when they go through it. Okay. No, I didn't really answer that question, <laughs> but it's whatever suits their fancy. So that, uh, given that, let's talk about what they're going to find when they go to the EPA indoor house tour. So what are they going to see? So the, the tour will start, obviously, with the exterior. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there, there there's a picture of a chimney, there's a gable end, there's a roof, there's grading and drainage, there's guardrails, there's a deck, there's a basement. So it more or less does what how I do things, starts from the exterior. And so when it starts for the exterior, what are some of the, for example, indoor air quality concerns that come with something like a chimney and cap? So for your, your chimney, flue, and your cap, so what we're looking at is, so you have a flue that goes up, and then at the end of that flue, there should be a cap. And if our listeners can hear me shuffling through papers, it's just me showing you what, what, what our listeners would be looking at. But at the top of that, there's a cap. And so what people are going to be looking at is if, you, if you're looking at the picture, there's a cap there. And that's the termination cap. And so what that should be is weatherproof. So it's crowned and that prevents water from coming down the flue. And between that termination cap and the flue, and this is on a fireplace, there's a spark arrester so that the sparks can't get out there and start fires and those fires wherever we get to breathe them here in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Not this time of year. They finally gone away. But that's the purpose of that. Another concern there is soot buildup. And so if you have soot buildup, what, what's that going to do? Build it's up a chimney a, fire. Well, yeah, it's oh, yeah, chimney it's fire. A major fire hazard. Yeah. So that's the concern we have with the chimney flue and the cap. Okay. And what about when you're looking at the exterior in terms of indoor air quality, something like your roof? So like we talk about all the time, missing shingles, debris, gutters, um, you know, and obviously missing shingles could lead to moisture intrusion into the subroof okay. that could go into the attic. The attic, could, it could be a mold concern. We could go on and on with that. So that that's the concern there. And then decks. So they, you know, there's decks on the picture if our listeners are looking at the picture. So on decks, you're just looking and making sure whatever type of material it is, that it's weatherproof. You're looking at the guardrails and make sure the guardrails are intact. So how does something like decks impact indoor air quality? That's what I'm not. That's what I'm missing. Well, if you have a de- if you, if you have a deck that let's just say it's defective and it's not attached properly and it starts to pull away from the home, mm-hmm. then it creates a void there. Water can get right in there into the floor joists, make its way into the home. Oh, okay, okay. Yep. So it can create a moisture intrusion event, right. That therefore impacts. And this the this quality. part of of the EPA thing, and this is me once again. This is why we're not going exactly through what the EPA showing. These are concerns I would have. Okay. If that makes sense. That does make sense. And so, you know, once again, I look at it from a maintenance side, safety side, and mold side. I'm not just looking at it from indoor air quality. 
Okay, that makes sense. And a defective deck, like I said, normally what happens is it starts to pull away from the home. And then water gets in behind the siding, gets into the house, floor joists. It's a, it can be a hidden mold concern. Okay, that that makes a lot of sense. What about grading? One of my favorite things to talk about. <laughs> you talk it's, about a lot. To me, it's one of the most common defects we see. We just talked about that with gutters. Um, improper grading and drainage can lead to moisture intrusion. You had a question in our last episode about, well, it's concrete foundation. The water's got to find somewhere to go. Concrete naturally is going to crack. Yeah. So if that water does not get away from the home, at the end of the day, it's going to cause a structural concern and a mold concern, or potentially. Correct. So that makes a lot of sense. What about siding? Uh, the siding makes sure, kind of similar to a deck, make sure there's no voids in the siding where water can get in. Um, it could also lead to a, a like pest intrusion. Mm. You know, our favorite thing around here, mice and rabbits. Yeah, it's terrible. If, terrible. If, if you have, and I don't know if I've said this in a previous podcast, but for mice, vermin, mice have collapsible rib cages. So that means they can fit into something, and I, I always say the size of a pen, actually. So if there's a little tiny hole, if there's a gap in your siding, so let's just say a water line comes in, your gas line... Just that tiny of a hole, mice can get in there. And mice get in homes, and then they eat the insulation. And we It's very common. Uh, we, did a, we did a project on a shop um, out on a ranch, and it had some pretty substantial um, damage. Not because of mice, but it was a mold issue, plus we found tons of vermin issues. So... That's a concern. And I know you've told me, I haven't seen it yet, but you would jump on top of the countertops if you saw a moss. Seriously. Yep. (laughs) That's not feasible. So then next on the EPA Air Quality House Tour is HVAC. Yep. So we're going into the inside. HVAC, Mm -hmm. heating, ventilation, air conditioning. Um, Typically, we start with the water heater. Okay. Um, So from, from a mold perspective... Obviously, water heater is a source of moisture. Um, if it if it's electric, we don't really have uh, carbon monoxide concerns. But if it's gas or propane, so natural gas or propane, it has a flue, has to vent. Um, that's a CO issue. Okay. So then, if there are problems with the water heater, you're saying the air quality is is not good. Carbon. Carbon monoxide. So, okay. so carbon monoxide is what they call the silent killer. Okay. And, like in the garages. Right. Okay. But 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 it's where any gas source is. Okay. Um. So that's why we have we have one in 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 the master bedroom. We have one in the hallway. Because carbon monoxide, they call the silent killer. You literally like in your sleep get a headache and then you you die. Wow. From it. So, um. Also with the water heater, obviously from. The water itself. Moisture intrusion. Yep. I mean, we've had it happen to us. Defective TMP valves, pressure relief valve, whatever you want to call it, uh, could be the base of the water heater's rusting. It starts to leak. There's all sorts of issues you can have with the uh, water heater. So what kind of indoor air quality issues could you have with the furnace? Uh, similar to a water heater, if it's gas, you have CO issues. Okay. 
whether it's gas or electric or whatever, um, if you have an air handler, you have to have air filters, which air quality, obviously, we, you can't talk about an air filter without talking about air quality. And so with your furnace, you need to make sure that you have HEPA filters. And how often should you change those out? Uh, the, they always recommend every three months, but let's just say every three months you change them out and they're really, really dirty, kick it down to, let's just say two months. And if they're not that dirty at two months, then go two and a half months. And I guess my point is, depending on where you live and how quickly they get dirty, that would dictate how often you need to change them. Okay. And then what about the laundry room and the bathroom? So, so for your laundry room, obviously, once again, we have moisture source. We mm -hmm. have a dryer that's supposed to be vented to the exterior. That vent, the whole purpose is to take that humid air outside. Um, so that would be a concern. So check behind the washer and dryer. Make sure that the dryer vent's attached. And for the washer, make sure there's nothing leaking behind that. Okay, and then the bathroom? Well, bathrooms are always a hot spot for mold. Humidity levels, ventilation, we've talked about that. Um, exhaust fans, check around. Like your toilet, make sure the toilet's not loose. A lot of people don't think that's a big deal, but if your toilet's loose, that seal is not as tight as it should be, the wax seal at the bottom. Mm -hmm. And that toilet could be leaking below, whether it's tile or linoleum, it could be leaking into the subfloor and you never know it. Wow. If that makes sense. Because that toilet's loose. Exactly. Okay. And so then the, the last section that's covered in the EPA indoor air quality house tour, what are the common areas, right? Well, we have, so on the, on the interior, we have bedrooms, the living room, and the kitchen. So I guess I don't call a bedroom a common area, but yes, that, you know, there's common areas like the living room, family room, and things like that. So starting with a bedroom, you have dust mites, yep. which could cause allergy concerns. Uh, we've, we've talked about before, if you have a teenager that you allow to eat in their room and take drinks in there, they could have an old water jug underneath the bed that's full of mold. You could have a, a TV dinner, you know, that I like to eat when you're not around, that they just put underneath their bed and it's full of mold. And that air quality can go throughout the entire home, but maybe just in that room. So bedrooms are something, once again... You could have water stains, all sorts of stuff, but dust mites is typically, that's what the, the EPA goes over in a bedroom. Okay, and then what about the living room? So living rooms, we they, the, the EPA focuses more on pet dander, and it brings up something that, that we've, we've talked about, not a whole lot, um, but we did do an episode of what was related to pets, and when we talk about molds, sometimes it was it's called there. a yeast. Oh... Candida. Candida, that's right. But pet dander, once again, can be, you can be allergic to it. Mm -hmm. So those are concerns that you would have in a living room. And then the kitchen? So kitchens, going back to, um, like we were talking about with the mechanical rooms or laundry rooms, water heaters, furnaces, you could have gas appliances in there, meaning your stove. So we have CO issue in there. We have VOC issues from, what are VOCs? Volatile organic compounds. Right. Yeah. And what, what what could a VOC be? Oh, I don't know. Could be anything. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. Seriously. Could be deodorant, <laughs> perfumes, 
um, cleaners, like so everything. And, and I know it sounds kit. I mean, it it, it it sounds like it. You know, you could say, well, you could just say it's anything, but it's things like, like I said, it could be perfumes, cleaners, all sorts of stuff. And it, I know it sounds vague when I say it, but it can be anything, and it could be detrimental to your health. Yeah. Like you literally could just be allergic to. The, the smell of your daughter's perfume that she thinks she has to spray all over her body. Or your son, who has cologne, or cologna. <laughs> I called it that way for our listeners because that's how I was taught to spell it. <laughs> but they spray all the time. That could be a VOC that really could be harmful. And then also, so speaking of those things, so most people, what, what would you think of if, if, if you looked underneath our kitchen sink? Oh, well, all the stuff, the window cleaner, the dishwasher tablets, I mean, all that stuff. All sorts of stuff. So on top of those VOCs, there's pesticides. Ah, okay. So all of that. So that's another concern that people could or may have that's underneath their their kitchen sink. So at the end of the day, I mean, we kind of ran through this quickly. But there's so much to it. It's like the fall checklist. We didn't go over everything. But if our listeners go to the EPA website, they'll see all these concerns. And it it's a great tool for for our listeners to go through and go, well, maybe it's not a mold concern that, that's affecting me. Maybe it's something else. Could be VOCs. Yeah. Which, like we said, could be anything. Could so, be the smell of you brewing coffee. <laughs> that's true. You think that could be a VOC. Who knows? <laughs> so when so what is your call to action for people? So like I normally say, like just take the time to to walk through your property and make sure, you know, your water heater's not leaking. Look at the bottom of your water heater, make sure it's not rusting. Go in your kids' room and literally look under their bed. Look behind the dresser. Go into your laundry room, look behind the washer and dryer. Just just take a few minutes every once in a while. And we all have phones with calendars that alert us and all that fancy stuff. Just if you have to set something up, do it on your phone that alerts you. But just take the time to walk through your home to make sure everything's good. That's a very good point. And if you walk through your home to make sure everything's good and you figure out that things are not good and there could be mold issues, that's where doing a, a consultation with you comes Exactly. In. Yep. Then we have several different types of consultations we have. And, you know, we... I've realized that not everybody can afford the $300 consultation. So we have other types uh, that we offer. Um, obviously, you're going to get what you pay for. But go to our website. You probably know the link better than I do. But Yep, cnccontractorservices.com and learn more about the mold consults today. Perfect. All right, we'll catch you in the next episode. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.